Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Well, the television ratings, they'll be through the roof. How did we get here? The final game, San Francisco against Kansas City. We'll tell you now from Rusty Wallace Honda on Tyler and Will. After years of entertaining you in the morning, they're back to bring the thunder in the afternoon. You're listening to Tyler and Will. 99.1, the sports animal. AP Top 25, Tennessee coming in at number five ahead of matchups. Toppies against Carolina on Tuesday. They go to Rupp Arena on Saturday. All that and more, including John Pennington and Bob Hodge, bottom of hour number one. We're here at Rusty Wallace Honda. Will West, more on the intersection of selection on the way. 49ers, Chiefs, how we get here? Teams that make fewer mistakes end up advancing, and that's why we're going to get a rematch of yet another showdown between the Chiefs and the 49ers. I also think what you had was you had coordinators who have been there, yeah, and you had coordinators who had never been there. And they look at the NFC. Let's start with the NFC, if you don't care. Uh-huh. It was long-suffering Lions fan Rally Thomas having to watch his team go down after jumping out to a twenty-four to seven lead. Twenty-four to seven. And if you if you saw what what the Lions were doing. Pretty brilliant, just overloading the right side of their defense because what does San Francisco do? They run left behind Trent Williams with Christian McCaffrey. We're going to take that away from you. And eventually they went to 21 personnel. You saw San Francisco do that. Right. Opened everything up. And they they went with two running backs instead of two tight ends. And for whatever reason, that seemed to blow blow everything open. San Francisco goes on to outscore Detroit 27-7 in the second half. Adjustments by Kyle Shanahan, adjustments by Steve Wilkes. They were able to shut down everything Detroit had. And and the thing they did, and you saw this in both games, maybe to a lesser extent we saw San Francisco kind of baiting Detroit into becoming a throwing team. Right. But you're right, though. A lot of Detroit's issues were mistakes. And Detroit, you had the, the two Reynolds drop passes that were oh. massive. You had the fourth down calls. You had, at the end of the game, I thought they mismanaged the clock. Detroit did. You could have kicked a 40-yard field goal with about 139 on the clock and three timeouts and because you, you needed a touchdown and a field goal. It was two possessions. And, and then you had another opportunity to kick about a 30-yard field goal, 35-yard field goal with 119 and three. If you were worried about your kicker, th- then you had an opportunity then to kick another field goal Go ahead and try to get the onside kick, but if you don't get it, you've got the three timeouts to waste, and maybe you've got 15, 20 seconds to try to see if Jared Goff can get you down the field and you can get one play for a touchdown. I just thought there was a lot of mismanagement by Detroit. Dan Campbell is what who Dan Campbell is, though he's going to go for it on fourth down a lot. It didn't work out for him. I thought it was smart. I thought he was figuring some things out at the end of the first half when he kicked that field goal. But honestly, to me, that game was about – San Francisco making the adjustments that Detroit couldn't make, and that's why we end up with the San Francisco 49ers in the second and in, in going to the Super Bowl. Okay, I know you said you wanted to start with the NFC, but really my approach on the weekend or the Sunday of NFL action, 
kind of is the umbrella that's over both games. I know we're focusing on the NFC. I looked at the outcomes in both the NFC and then earlier in the AFC title game. Who's been there? Experience. You even brought it up. Coordinators, to me, Kansas City, why do they win games like they won yesterday? How do they find a way to survive a week prior in Buffalo? They don't shake. They're used to being there. They don't beat themselves. That's how Kansas City continues to win. What sexy thing has Kansas City done this year? I keep hearing from so many people, if Patrick Mahomes can make it to the Super Bowl with this team, I know the NFL is scripted. And it continues to be just excuses of how Kansas City gets it done. It's not them. It's the officials. It's the NFL. They want Taylor Swift. They want. I would like to be the first person to stand up and say from this point forward, from this point forward, Monday, January 29th, Will West, I can't speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. I'm never betting against Patrick Mahomes ever again. And, and, and yeah, and ever well, again. Can we can we get to that one in a second? I just I, I, got, I got way too much on the Kansas City Ravens game because there are two people that need to get destroyed for that game. Okay, destroyed. Can we just stick with the I NFC want to continue, for a second? Yeah, that's on me for stepping over. No, 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 no. Just, it's okay. I, I thought just it was have, one of these things. I have too the, much. Right. I have too much on that one. Because I saw the stupidest thing, the two stupidest things I've ever seen in sports in my life happen in that game. And the AFC game, uh, we're already there, so let's go. Um, uh, no, 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 no. I w- no, no. I, you're absolutely right, because I want to I make sure I get my pound of flesh on that, too. Yes or no, Brock Purdy, has he officially been crowned as America's, not rookie, but youngster sweetheart? Because the guy just keeps winning football games in his own I, Look, what I think is that he's a guy that can be a legitimate franchise quarterback as opposed to, but look, it's. There's the old, is he a chef or is he a cook? Brock right. Purdy at this point in his career is a cook, and that's okay. But but he can be a quality cook. Right. And you can do a whole lot worse than having a quality cook. And you saw Brock Purdy making plays with his legs, and you saw him um, – you, you saw Brock Purdy – when it wasn't there, he tucked it and ran in the second half. He didn't in the first half, and I thought that was smart. I also thought in the second half, how many times did you watch Detroit or San Francisco's defense – show Jared Goff man pre-snap and then drop in the zone. Yeah. And, then, and then the mesh stuff that, they, that Ben Johnson was trying to run, it ain't there. And, and so it, it's that, that ends up getting Detroit. Detroit ran the ball eight times in the second half. Detroit had 29 rushing attempts, 21 in the first half, eight in the second half. Remember when you said they should uh, institute Jameer Gibbs often and early? And they did early, and then they got away from it. What's the second part? Yeah. Not often. Yeah. I mean, look, what he was able to do this year, remember when they were just getting stones thrown at him? Dan Dan Campbell and the Lions organization for taking him 12th overall? Yeah. How do you take a running back that high? What, what, and then Jack Campbell at Iowa? What, what do you guys have two first-rounders? What do you – Campbell, absolutely phenomenal rookie year. Jameer Gibbs, I think you could say, was better than this year. To me, I don't know what the combination is, formula for Jameer Gibbs, but it seems back-to-back weeks. They got away with it last week in their win against um, – and Detroit's win against uh, uh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, thank you. They and they finally away. went to it. Yeah. And they didn't get away with it this week. Yeah, this, and this week, uh, it did seem like because the sledding was tougher. I mean, look, Montgomery's a guy that can break a tackle or two and Gibbs mm-hmm. isn't, right? But they use Gibbs in really nice spots. I thought I just I didn't understand why you got away from the running game in the second half. But part of that is Steve Wilkes baited you into it. You saw them. How many times did you see them put five down linemen? And, yeah. and, and just to say, okay, we're seven in the box. Now, now, if you're Detroit, you still have to run the football. That's the thing you have to do. You don't need Jared Goff throwing the ball 41 times. And Goff, again, Goff's a cook, not a chef. Goff, Goff's not a bad quarterback if he plays within the confines of the system. But when you change what you're doing within the system, that's a problem. And so you see – and then Josh Reynolds, the, the drops were big. 
missing those fourth downs. That was big. And San Francisco has been there. They didn't they didn't panic when they fell down the way that they did 24 to 7 in the first half. And that's the reason they are there is they made the adjustments. Detroit adjusted in a way that didn't work. But it does seem like these young offensive guys, a lot of times we've got to watch them have to learn this lesson. Kyle Shanahan had to learn it on the biggest stage of all at 28-3. to Then in the playoffs, it's just different. Like I, I, I am a big believer in the Mike Leach, especially in college. 50% run, 50% pass is 100% stupid. In the playoffs, you got to run the football. It's kind of like in the NBA, you can be the mo- most open floor team that gets up and down the floor and dunks all over the place and dunk city and all that stuff. You're going to have to play in the half court in the NBA playoffs. And in the NFL playoffs, you are going to have to be able to run the football. And Detroit, I thought, got away in the second half from running the football. It didn't make any sense whatsoever to me that they got away from it. He gets a chance to right the wrongs the first time he took Kansas City to the Super Bowl. I should say faced off against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Can this time Kyle Shanahan be able to not let the moment be too big for him now that they've advanced past Detroit? I, I think he can. He can. Now, am I going to pick that? we got a couple weeks, but probably not. It, can, can we hit on this other one? Well, last I, I am done betting against Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, never again. I'll never again. Never again. I, I will – yeah, I said that last week after Buffalo. Yeah, I know. And I know, what did I do? I, know, I, know. I said that the week before. And what did I do? I picked him against Buffalo, a big Buffalo. So, I, can we hit the other one? Because, look, I, I know this is mostly – this is a college market, number one. Right. But everybody in this market watches the NFL, the two. You saw the difference between bringing in two college coordinators – versus Steve Spagnuolo with multiple rings as a D.C., Andy Reid, maybe the best offensive mind in football, period. And you saw the difference in, that's cute, You've been in, you, you dominated the kids' table. Welcome to the big leagues, and the Ravens got shown the big leagues big time yesterday. That's Will West, Tyler Ivins. Hey, before the reset, intersection of selection. If there's anybody here who knows a little something about Rusty Wallace Honda, he's sitting to my right now, Mr. William R. West. Yeah, that's right. Rusty Wallace Honda, I-75, Callahan Drive. If you're looking for a vehicle, I I can tell you from experience, these people are fantastic at Rusty Wallace Honda. New vehicles, pre-owned vehicles, they have them. You buy a new Honda at Rusty Wallace Honda, you get the peace of mind and knowing you're getting a 200,000-mile warranty. Stop by and see Chad Campbell and the great crew here at the intersection of Selection I-75. Callahan Drive, it's Rusty Wallace Honda. Remember, John Pennington, Bob Hodge from the Sports Source. As the roundtable is going to help us continue hour number one, not only that, but Valentine's Day, a little something special for you coming up in hour number four. Rusty Wallace Honda, playing host to Tyler and Will for your Monday. Want to hear your take read on air? Shoot us a text at 865-656-9900. It's Tyler and Will on 99.1 The Sports Animal. All right, Ivan. Yeah, we, bring us in. We, we, we have a lot of times at a debate that I've been in for the last 15 years on this. Uh, on, on this on the station is, look, man, college, I think we all like, most people like college better than are listening to us right now. Sure. But it's not the highest level of football, right? So it's it's not. And we saw exactly what you get when you put good college coordinators up against the brightest minds of the National Football League, Ravens versus Chiefs yesterday. Sure. Steve Spagnuolo, multiple rings, multiple teams, Chiefs, Giants, got a Super Bowl ring there with the Giants as well before he came over and became a head coach, didn't work as a head coach, became the D.C. in Kansas City. Andy Reid is probably the best offensive mind in football, period. And you had Todd Monken, who was at Georgia last year, 
And then I can't remember the kid's name. That's uh, they got kid thirty six, thirty seven. That's uh, the young guy that said uh, that's the DC. Yeah, Mike McDonald. That said uh, that's it was at Michigan, and is now John Harbaugh's DC with Baltimore. The two stupidest things I've ever seen at this level of football happen. And Rex Ryan went off on one of them today on ESPN. So I'm a little bit going to uh, going to echo something he said. But I thought the same thing watching the game. Let's start with the offensive side. And again, I like Todd Monken, but they got to. This is this is where you got to you come at the king, don't miss, right? And they came at the king. It's. <clears throat> do you know how many teams average more rushing attempts per game than the Baltimore Ravens this past year? I'm going to say no one, but if there is somebody, it's probably Kansas. Zero, no zero, one. zero teams. Do you? They had uh, eight total rushes by their running backs. In the game, and you threw the ball 37 times with Lamar Jackson, you ran 11 times with Lamar Jackson last week in a route, and you only ran Lamar Jackson eight times this week. So you ran 16 times, you threw 37 times. It's not going to do it. No. Now, and look, and, and I like Lamar, but that's not what Lamar is, man. Use both. You have Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. Use his legs. Again, what got you here was that you were the team that ran the football more than any other team in the National Football League, and you only give your running backs eight total rushes in the game. Do you know, like, that is so stupid for you to do that. And That's the offensive side. The defensive side. The Ravens are in man. Travis Kelsey catches two balls. And they panic and go to zone. So now he catches 11 balls for 116 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Like, the, the thing Travis Kelsey does is when you're in zone, he's going to find that, that place for him to settle in and let Pat, and Patrick Mahomes is going to find him. And they're going to be on the same page about where that place in the zone is. That's what he does. That's like asking us to talk. You know I mean, like, it's the thing I do. Thank you. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'll, if you could just uh, talk about sports for four hours, I won't. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you a million dollars. That's the thing I was going to do anyway. That's what Travis Kelsey was going to do anyway, and you played right into their hands. And it, I, I, and Nick again. I like those guys; they have a bright future. But this is why, like again, you're, you're, you're really good college guys who have made it to the pros, and they got humbled, absolutely humbled. Now the Ravens were still there. If if Zay Flowers. And how about Zay Flowers when he makes that catch standing over Sneed, who's an all-pro? Did he get the flag for taunting, or did he get the flag for the, the shove-off when he was trying to pick himself up? When he was trying up? to get up? I don't know. I don't know which one, but he did let's stand say, over let's and say yes. At a, at a buck 60, flexing on uh, Sneed, who's an all-pro, and you've done exactly jack and squat in your entire career. And then, of course, you Sneed makes you fumble right when you're going into the end Humbling zone. Humbling your servants. And yes, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? That was that was here's that that was the pros versus the amateurs. And you lost at home because you're an amateur. And the Kansas City handed you one. Two things. One opinion. You believe this is the reason why we weren't hearing more Todd Munkin news as openings of the NFL started coming out. How's Todd Munkin not getting a job? There's a job. Todd Munkin has an opportunity to win a natty and one then year. come back two natties and then yeah, come back yeah, and win a, a Super Bowl. But everybody was kind of surprised that yeah. perhaps maybe Munkin's name wasn't coming up more when it came to, hey, there's more than 25% of the league opening for head coaching jobs and Munkin's name's not coming up more. Yeah, he, went, he ain't ready. Opinion. Yeah, And I think ready. we saw it right there. Um, how much of this 
do you believe, and I think you already answered it based on your thesis just moments ago, how much of this needs to be on collegiate collegiate coordinators who made bad decisions how much of this needs to be on a quarterback who has now moved to two and four lifetime in postseason play because you watch the shows like I did this yeah morning. yeah yeah nationally he's already being labeled as a choker once again we're talking well, about a guy who's soon to be named the NFL's MVP. well you, I mean you watch how many throws did you watch him and I and I thought what Monken how you had to beat them was you had to beat them middle of the field Intermediate to deep passing, sure. right? Probably sure. that intermediate passing. And Mon- Monken set him up to do that a lot, and, and Lamar did not do that. Lamar isn't Tom Brady, and that's okay. Like, it, it's that's just not what he is. So use it, but his strengths are really strong. Mm-hmm. He There's a reason he's going to be the NFL, NFL MVP. And again, I love Lamar. I am not of the belief that he's the most valuable player in the National Football League. I think that it's kind of like LeBron in the NBA for that stretch. It's always Patrick Mahomes. 15th in passing this year? You're looking yeah, up Friday. Yeah, yeah, 15th in passing. Yeah. But but what he does rush in the football, he, and his rushing stats are good, but they're barely better than Justin Fields. So I, it wasn't like I could just say, wow, look at that. He just dominated. Uh, it was just quarterback on the best team in the regular season. How do you not run Lamar Jackson 12 times or more? How do you not? How do you for, set Lamar Jackson in the pocket and say pick this team apart? And it's the champs with Spagnolo, and they they find those two corners do what they do. Those two corners have done that to people all year long. How do you how do you allow that to happen? Use use what got you there. Your fastball. How yes. are you going to keep Lamar Jackson from using the fastball, Absolutely. which is his legs? Absolutely. And, and so and use both and make make them work for it. And I understand what they're showing you. Right, they're showing you that we're going to put a bunch of guys in the box and we're going to drop in a zone, and I understand they're showing you that. Run anyway, make them stop it, and just because it isn't just as simple as if this then that. This is the playoffs. This is the conference championship. You've got to make them work for it. And I thought that the Ravens on both sides of the football did not make the Chiefs work for it. And part of that is too. Look, here's the thing: Monken and and, and McDonald are good coordinators. But being a great coordinator from college that becomes a good quarter, so, coordinator in the NFL is not the same as being Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo. So I'm going to try to play contrarian just for a second here. Will, they lost by a touchdown, and they had three turnovers, two of which had an opportunity to cash in at minimum yeah. three each. Or let's say you get three and a touchdown, you win this game. Have they been able to kind of flirt with disaster? Now, this is the first time I remember Baltimore completely – Flipping the script, which they're the most powerful at. And, and they the kept them, they have. And they kept them scoreless in the second half. They did Correct. hold KC scoreless in the second half. Brutal interception to essentially end things. You don't yep. throw it in triple coverage. Likely didn't look yep. like he had enough room there. You already brought up Zay Flowers getting humbled with the strip, uh, with the fumble. And in if the, the Zay Flowers play doesn't happen. I still think Kansas City wins, but we're not talking about the game Yeah, we might be talking about overtime. Right? right, right. And I would still, I would still put the cart with Patrick Mahomes and Harrison Butker. So how much of this do you believe just simply was Baltimore couldn't stop shooting themselves in the foot? I mean, I go back and I look at the numbers you've already talked up. Did Patrick Mahomes really sizzle and wow you in that game? Point is, they didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, they did not. They, they lost by not. a touchdown and they didn't turn the ball over. And he over. had a good game, and I thought Andy Reid was cooking with that little screen game, exactly. a swing pass game. Just, and that's what he does, especially in the first half. Baltimore took it away in the second half. They didn't have a lot of other options because they couldn't get a push. But they, they beat them up front. That's the thing Baltimore did do was that they won the battle up front for the most part. And but if your game plan's not stupid, you don't find yourself in a position where you're one of the. How many times have you seen in your life? It's rare that the team that wins the battle at the point of attack doesn't win a football game. Yeah, doesn't happen often. Yeah, and that was one of those those times when it did. 
and I don't understand how you're the team that led the NFL in rushing attempts per game, and you let your running backs run the football eight times in a game. It it sounds like to me that I'm trying to play devil's advocate too far on one side. Three turnovers. They completely yes. got away from the game plan that we know Baltimore to do, yep. and they lost the game by a touchdown. And, and you're right. They're they still, still lost, but even, I don't know how even sexy Even doing Kansas that City stupid looked. stuff. They, and, and Romo mentioned it during the broadcast. Of, hey, it switched to zone after those two, and I'm yeah. like, what are you switching to zone? Like, this is literally the thing Travis Kelsey does. What are you doing? And you still – you still only lost by seven points, and Zay Flowers had to fumble the ball in the end zone for you to, it, you know what I mean, to lose then. Man-to-man, two catches. <laughs> zone, nine. nine catches. I think, I think we might be overreacting a little too early to what Travis <laughs> I, Kelsey's doing at the line of scrimmage. It didn't make any sense to that. Will West, Tyler Ivins. It's Monday. Bottom of hour number one. We welcome in. From the sports source. It's going to be John Pennington. It's going to be Bob Hodge. What are they up to? What do they think of the rematch that we're getting? Will West, ninth different time we're getting a franchise repeat Super Bowl. Kansas City, San Francisco, their thoughts now the table's been set for Las Vegas in 13 days. 99.1, the sports animal. They join us next. Two guys with faces and abs for radio. Now back to Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. Seventeen to ten, the Chiefs go into MT Bank Stadium and they repeat as AFC champions. San Francisco, just a furious second half comeback. 34-31, they defend the bay. And those two teams will now meet in Super Bowl 58 13 days from now. That is at, in Las Vegas, that will be at an opportunity to see, well, something the Raiders will never see, hosting the Super Bowl. And that is, well, Allegiant Stadium seeing one of the best contests. Because as we've learned in the history, if they've taught us anything, rematches the second go around, a lot better than the first go around, Will West. John Pennington, Bob Hodge, the Sports Source. If you missed yesterday's Sports Source, you can catch it sportsource.tv or on YouTube. Remember WATE from 11 to 1230 mm-hmm. every Sunday. Gentlemen, championship weekend. We were just talking about it off the air. Uh, the Ravens, the team that averages the most rushing attempts in the National Football League, only lets their running backs run the ball eight times. The Detroit Lions, 21 rushes in the first half, and you're up 24 to 7. You only run the ball eight times in the second half, you, and you end up having a 27 to 7 swing in the second half. Or 20, was it 27 7? Yeah, 27 7 yeah. swing in the second half. Why would these two teams. Get away from running the football. Run the dang ball, Bert. I'll let Bob. Bob's got a theory on the 49ers, Lions. I'll let him handle that. To me, it looked like the Ravens came in against the Chiefs team that it doesn't have. It's got the 26th, 27th rated run defense in the league. It almost looked like they'd listened to the talk shows all week saying, this is when Lamar's got to prove that he's the guy. And they said, let's let Lamar prove it. We're going to win by throwing the football. And they can't. He's not that guy. He's never been that guy. He'll never be that guy. Uh, you know, here's a stat. Everybody always talks about, well, look at his completion percentage. Yeah, well, he's great when it's play action time. When they're running the football, he's terrific. When he can be the changeup with his arm. But when you force him to throw, not there. In the playoffs, he has two wins in his career. Tim Tebow had one. <laughs> Mark Sanchez, Tyler, had four. Yes, he did. Okay, at some point. It's the quarterback. They have lost four playoff games, and in those losses with, with Lamar Jackson, his team scored 3-0, no, I say 3-10, 12, and 17 points. That's not going to get it done. Yeah. And it's going to be every year because 
when it comes to the playoffs, they're going to force him, or in this case, the Ravens are going to force themselves to throw the football, and he can't get it done. Why the Ravens would do this, I, I really don't know. It's not like the Chiefs had slowed them down or stopped them. It almost looked like they just went in with the game plan that they're not expecting us to throw. <laughs> because, you know, another Lamar stat here, the Ravens were 31st out of 32 teams in terms of pass attempts this year. That game plan yesterday was 180 degrees from what they do. So to come in there and throw it all over the field, I, I don't understand it. I don't know why they did it. Again, if the other team stops it and shuts it down, okay, fine. And maybe that's what happened in the other game. But in terms of the Ravens, it was just by their own doing. And as good as their offensive coordinator been this year and everybody praised him, boy, that, that was a bad day to have a, a, a bad time to have a bad day at the office. And he had a very bad day at the office. Picked up the wrong playbook, I think. I guess. <laughs> Bob, what is your theory on the, the, the uh, Detroit Lions? Again, 21 rushes in the first half. You have a 17-point lead. You get outscored by 20 in the second half and only eight rushes. I think in the first game in Baltimore, Kansas City, as John just pointed out, Kansas or Baltimore, for whatever reason, just said we're not going to run the ball that much. And I thought that was stupid. I think in San Francisco, Detroit, San Francisco forced the issue in the second half. They changed their defense a little bit. I mean, ever you know, you talk to people, yeah, they make lots of adjustments at halftime. No, they don't really make that. Okay, San Francisco changed things up in the second half, and I think they wanted Detroit to throw, throw, throw. So what we're going to do is we're going to tempt you into throwing, and at the same time by doing that, we're going to bring up more people close to the line of scrimmage we're going to shut down the running game. We're going to put the ball in Jared Goff's hands. And I don't think Jared Goff's a terrible quarterback, but I don't think he's good under pressure. And I think that what San Francisco did in the second half changed what Detroit wanted to do. And so they get away from the run in the second half. And and I think that played into San Francisco's defense's hand and gave you know Brock Purdy a chance to come out and go, oh, the game's already started. You know, two get two weeks in a row, he's been a little bit late getting to the party. But so I think that's the difference in the two games. One of them, like John said, they just didn't run. The other one, yeah, we wanted to, but they did some things, so we have to get away from it. And um, and uh, I was listening to you guys on the way in here, and I think, okay, yeah, you see the difference between veteran staffs and staffs that are still trying to find their feet. There are times at night, Saturdays in particular, I'll be betting on college basketball, and I've done very, very well. But then here comes Cal Riverside and Northridge, or here comes Hawaii <laughs> against Cal Poly, and I'll go, I'm good for one more, and then I lose a little bit, and I burn my hand on the oven. The word degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, allow me, allow me just for this question. Stan Campbell, a degenerate. Did he bet one too many times on fourth down? Should we be looking at three points instead of except Dan Campbell? There are uh, yeah. times on fourth downs. He has won games this year, uh, and he looks like a genius. He is. He is that. Those dice got cold on him. Very less like miles esque, right? When it works yes. out, you're a genius, and when yeah. it doesn't work out, you're an idiot. It kind. It's kind of my problem with analytics. Analytics don't have anything to do with the situation. You know, you could sit there and say, "Well, the numbers say to go for it here." Yeah, but that doesn't take into account what your offense has done, what their defense has done. That's just the numbers say. The momentum of the game in that moment. What quarter is it? What's the score of this game? It doesn't take anything into account. And for him to say, well, this is how we got here. 
fine. It's one thing to be aggressive like that in week eight versus the Saints. It's different when your team is starting to melt down. You've got a lead. You're on the road. You're a quarter and a half from the Super Bowl. You know what? We tried this once. We didn't get it. Fine. Fine. That second chance, let's kick it. Let's kick it. Let's tie this game. And instead, he's like, we're just going to do it again. Felt very much like Heupel against Alabama this year. Fourth down. Flip the field. Flip the field. But they just kept going for it on fourth down, and I'm just sitting back going. But to what you guys were saying, the situation in that game, I'm watching this team poop their pants on the field. You know if they don't get it, your momentum's blown, right? That, I felt like it was a little bit like that for Detroit. Like there were yeah. times you needed to just get out without taking any more L's because I felt like the momentum was swinging. It, all in. it isn't that the problem, though, too, with – and I always talk about, hey, get get the nerd with the play shoot as your coach. But Ben Johnson, we saw do some things we've seen Kyle Shanahan do, which is seven in the box means throw. You know what I mean? And Todd Monken did the same thing. Seven in the box means throw. I don't, I don't care what the analytics are telling you. It's the championship game – Make them earn it if they've got seven in the box. I, I of think I, I think with Dan Campbell, um, you know, and I've already I've already read a bunch of stuff today, where and this is fan stuff. This is message board stuff. Yeah, but you know, Detroit fans are all okay. We're going to be you know this is okay. We're young. We're on our way up. This is the step. Next year we take the next step, et cetera. If I'm Dan Campbell, I'm sitting there thinking. These opportunities don't come around that often. Yep. Well, it's been and, since '57 since well, they were last in that. Well, once again, blame blame not turning lane on that yeah. one. Yeah. But on on this situation, okay, we'll be back. We're young. We're coming up. Last year, Philadelphia, boy, they sure looked like they were going to be back after barely losing the Super Bowl to the Chiefs, didn't they? Ten and one this year. Opportunities like this, and I think Dan Campbell maybe should have had a little bit bigger picture because, yeah, stop the bleeding with that field goal. You know, you're, you you have now been outplayed for an entire half. Mm-hmm. You've got a chance to still tie it up and reset this thing. Yep. And instead, yep. to your point, what it looks like next year, we'll grow from this. We're young. Yeah. Ben Johnson is a slam dunk to be the next commander's offensive coordinator. Now, Coach, Jared Goff's a free agent. I know a lot of people here local are anxious to see Hinton Hooker. This is another conversation for weeks down the road. And you're losing if one I, of the two receivers. If I'm Detroit, I'm yeah, fighting yeah, like hell to make sure Goff doesn't leave my facility, yeah. and I'm trying to well, sign and him. I don't know. We'll be the, back next year. It's not in the cards. I don't know what the situation is. They've got a good offensive line. They do. I mean, Detroit has and a hey, nice. Sewell, oh, just mauling But people. I also think that they've got – one or two, don't hold me to this. Matter of fact, never hold me to anything with my memory. But I think they've got one or two free agents coming up on the offensive line. And, and you know, are you going to be able to pay them? Can you pay them, them and this Goff group and, together? Yeah, right. Exactly. And do you want to pay Jared Goff? I mean, that's a, Jared Goff's not going to accept. Now, can you put the uh, franchise tag on him and keep him around that way? I don't know what the rule is about that. But no, the choice is not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. But Dan Campbell, to get back to the original question, in the moment, he should have been thinking a little bit more of let's take a breath, reset, and start this game over. You know, definitely a teaching moment. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing, and Bob, we talked on the phone last night. We both knew what he was going to say today. They would ask him about it. Yeah, I don't regret it. The plays were there. We should. 
okay, where's the learning? Yeah, if yeah. He, if that's he who learns, I am. Yeah. Fine, but he there's a reason he's a big, lovable lug, a big meathead, yeah, yeah. <laughs> lovable meathead. Well, that's great. You're lovable, but yep, you're a meathead. But you didn't learn. Here's another one. Nobody's talking about this. He had a third chance to kick a field goal that he passed on late. Yes. And they wind up running the ball down there, blowing a timeout. If they just went ahead and kicked a field goal, because at that point, it's not how many you score at that yeah, point. It was it's 139 on the clock, three timeouts. Yeah. You kick the field goal because you have to have the onside kick anyway. Then you anyway. can stop them. Get the ball back. Yes. And you, yes, you need you to try the onside, but you don't. And you may have, yes. three you may have less than yes. 30 seconds. Yes. But you got a shot. And yes. instead, percentage just says take yes. the field goal and save your timeout. And instead, you go for and you run the ball, right. which forces you to yep. blow the timeout, which blows the game. Yep. So I, you know. Oh, well, the hidden play, you and I talked about it. The play that set up the first and goal, the tight end catches the ball and then literally stops. Yeah. Instead of just. Catch, turn, end zone. There you go. It's what we needed. And then he the last like thing he, on that, the, the hidden play right before the half, when Goff had Gibbs wide open yes, in the did. end zone. Yes, he did. And he missed him. If you get that four more points, I think there's a little bit of psychology working in there, Absolutely. Too. Plus just the fact you had four more points. 28-7. Yeah. to seven, It's, yeah, now the math all of a sudden. Yeah. San Francisco might be looking at it a little different. Bob Hodge, John Pennington, Will West, Tyler Ivins. The Sports Source each and every Sunday on WATE at 11 a.m., but it's very, very exciting to have them join us here each and every Monday between 3.30 and 4.30. Detroit, Baltimore, packing their bags, while Kansas City and San Francisco have 13 days to get ready for Las Vegas. I know the TV networks are ecstatic, but what does it mean for the NFL fans? We'll tell you next. Here, the roundtable, Tyler and Will, 99.1, the Sports Animal. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school. Yeah, I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. ready for hard-hitting observations reality remains reality no matter how hard you try to ignore it the ben shapiro show brings you all the news you need to know in america today again i'm all here for the pop culture people dating each other for the press ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch every so often and by every so often i mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired the ben shapiro show on youtube or wherever you listen Sports Animal.
Live from Rusty Wallace Honda, I-75 Callahan Drive, the intersection of selection. It's the roundtable. John Pennington, Bob Hodge, and the Sports Source. We're here with us now. Remember, right now at Rusty Wallace Honda, 138 vehicles currently on the lot. They have a- access to more than 500 vehicles with their network of dealerships. Fantastic financing specials for you right now. Unbelievable deals that I'm telling you, Chad Campbell sold us. That snow put everybody where they didn't sell a dang vehicle for a week. So mm-hmm. that means you want a deal. Now is the time to come down to Rusty Wallace Honda. I want to ask you guys a question. We'll get to the quarterbacks who advance coming up momentarily, but I feel like now's the time to focus on Detroit and Baltimore just a little bit longer. The oldest quarterback out of the Final Four this past weekend, 29-year-old Jared Goff. So it was nice to see a nice little change that the youth, if you will. I think I know we're going to go with Lamar Jackson, so I just want to get started. What do you believe is next for Jared Goff? He is a free agent in Knoxville. There are some interests. Is he? I thought he was under. Spoke I thought he had was one under, more year. Yeah, no, he's I, under. He's under contract. Are one you more sure year. about that? Or is it yep. a team option? I think he is. Yeah, he's under contract. Period. The the, the dead because cap. all we were told was that Hidden Hooker would have the last year of Goff's well, contract he's under to get contract. fully healthy. He's under contract, yeah. but the dead cap on him is only five million dollars. So if you want to cut him, you save twenty six million dollars against the they're cap. Not, okay, so then I misunderstood. Look, they're the Lions. Here's the deal. They've not had this kind of success in decades, literally. Yep. I think they're going to try and run everything back that they can. I would be shocked if they're sitting there today saying, how quickly can we get rid of Goff and bring Hendon Hooker forward, who we haven't seen no, yet? You're right. I don't see that happening. So I think Vol fans need to wrap their heads around the fact that Hooker's going to sit for a while, yep. is my guess. And Which we'll is see. not a bad thing. No, 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 no. 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 I agree. Okay. I think so, it's a good thing. Yeah. Very simple the answer on what's next for Jared Goff. What's next for Lamar Jackson? He's about to be the NFL MVP, his second one. If you're Jim what Harbaugh and the Ravens award. right now, what do you do? Well, you're, you're Explain. married to you, I th- well, Let's I talk about it. The MVP is a stat award, and I don't care about it. I don't know. It, or it's ever, just the best, the quarterback on the best team in the regular it's season. It's the quarterback with the best stats. It doesn't have to be the best Because Lamar didn't even have the Tom best Bra- stats. Tom Brady got three of those things. Yeah. He's got seven Super Bowl rings. He got three MVPs. It's the whoever has the best stats. It doesn't have to do with the best team, best winning. It's stats. And Lamar Jackson has pretty stats. Congratulations. He's just not a winner. He's not a passer is the problem. Uh, if I'm going to have a quarterback, you've got to be able to pass first. If you, can do, if you can run, terrific. But you don't have to be the Lamar Jackson 50-yard guy. Brock Purdy last night, that's good enough for me. I can take off. Hey, I need a first down. Got it. Now back to the line of scrimmage, and I'm going to get back to throwing the football. That's how you win in that league. Lamar Jackson just isn't that guy. I mean, there are people that talk about he's the best running quarterback in the league. I see it differently. I think he's the best passing running back in the league. And there is a difference. I think he is more of a runner than a passer. Chips are down. He ain't going to win a game for you with his arm. And you can come back and say, well, in the regular season and week, yeah, 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 I just look at the playoffs. He's not that guy. So, to me, what's going to be next for Lamar Jackson the hype train will continue. I think you're starting to see some people write about, okay, he choked yesterday. Bob, I didn't think he choked yesterday. We talked all off, all season long. It's what, what he is. Yes, that's just what he is. There was no choke. We knew he's not a passer. When they, yeah. stop, when they stop the run, and in this case they stopped their own run for some yes. reason, he's not the guy to carry you. So I think people are starting to uh, put the choker label on him, which I don't think is fair because they're just overrating him. That's on their own doing. Yes, I, I just think he's – he may be the most overhyped player in the entire league. I don't Ooh. think that that's that big of a stretch. Um, 27, it, two MVPs coming. 
I know we've already kind of highlighted that. He had a Heisman in college. People are viewing him as this. What he did between the ages of 18 and now up to 27 is very, very few people can say they've well, done that. So how do we view Lamar Jackson as a football player, not how the national talk well, is? But, but, but isn't there something like in between? Because I think Jalen Hurts is this too, and I think it's one of the reasons Philly wasn't as good. And I understand agents want you to have these quarterbacks and make them be a pocket passer, but there, there is – we watched it with Cam and we watched it with Luck where, okay, sometimes – and Luck you didn't have to. You just didn't put a line behind him so he had to run for his life. It's okay to me if Lamar Jackson's one of those guys that you run the heck out of him, you let him throw about 25 times a game, his career's over at 32 because his body's shot from being hit so many times, and no, he's not going to make it to 40 like Brady did or Rodgers or anybody any, or Peyton or any of those guys. But I think in this new generation of QBs, that's just kind of what these dudes but, are. Like, Philly goes home early, why did, and Jalen Hurts didn't run the football. Run the football with Jalen Hurts. Run the football with Lamar Jackson. Well, I think Jalen Hurts was hurt. I think there was something to Jalen Hurts physically wasn't there. But here is the problem. And here is what surprised me about Jalen Hurts last year. Jalen Hurts last year and started this year became incredibly accurate throwing the football. To me, that's the key is how accurate do you throw the football? All the other stuff is fantastic. And if you look back at the history of of quarterbacks who can run, and, I mean, it changed from – you run a little bit to, okay, it's 50% of your game. If you gave me a guy that could run like Lamar Jackson, but he threw with the accuracy of Kirk Cousins, that's a great quarterback. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a that's, superstar. But that's when, when you've got a quarterback who can run great, but his accuracy is questionable, okay, to me that's a bigger problem because, one, I was shocked, and everybody's going to think all me and you do sit at the house talk to each other. Oh, that's all we do. <laughs> um, but I was talking to John, and what surprised me, I hadn't watched a lot of the Ravens this year. Just never worked out to where the Ravens were on a game I was really interested in. I was shocked at how quick he still looks. Jack, I mean, he just looks like yep. he is quick, fast, hadn't lost anything since he's been in the NFL. That surprised me because the problem, I think, when you got a guy – who his running and his throwing are of equal importance, the running's probably going to go first. Right. I mean, Dan Marino was still a good quarterback, and there's potted plants in my house that move more than Dan Marino did at the end of his career. But he was still a good quarterback sure. because of his arm. To me, that in the NFL, above everything else, that accuracy, you got to have it. And at some point he has to develop it, and I think it's just it's six years in, and he hasn't developed it. And I, you know, there are people right now saying, "Well, what about this pass?" And that's I would love to see a breakdown of his stats when their yards per carry are below a certain level in, in the rush game. I would love to see his passing stats compared to let's let's see a breakdown of what are his numbers look like, completion percentage, yards per attempt when they are trailing by ten or more mm-hmm. versus when they're up by ten or more. He's great throwing when there's no pressure on him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't, when, I don't, mean, I don't back, mean pass rush. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I've got to carry these guys. He can't do it. I mean, that first down interception that he throws into triple coverage in the end zone, what are you thinking there? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. You ask, what does Harbaugh do? I don't know if you said that on air or if we said that in the break, but what does Harbaugh do? I, I don't think he can change it. He built a high school offense to go around this guy. He changed everything to fit Lamar. So you're just stuck with that, and you have to pray that at some point the chips go your way. Although you had home field advantage, 
you got the Chiefs coming to your place. The Chiefs aren't really as good offensively as they were. And they have, only score 17 you points, have all and you those still defensive can't beat players on rookie contracts yep. right now, which is not going to be a thing that's the case in two years. Lamar did not look great yesterday. He's also not Tom Brady. Why are you trying to use him like he's Tom Brady? That, there that, was that's, also that's a lot of is. mental mistakes. You pointed it out. Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. Well, then, you, you've got that's just the Ravens. The, the Ravens they have to yeah. they have to overcome their own stupidity. Right. Well, they, yeah. And they, a couple they, of times they, they have the Harbaughs have that kind of personality. Yeah. That's just the way of the Harbaughs. I think they it like was, that chippy. It was Ray Lewis, and somehow that became the DNA of the Ravens. So now everybody who comes in, the Terrell Suggs, they're the tough team. They're the badass yeah, team. Yeah. But the problem is they're not the bullies of Baltimore yeah, anymore. The, the trouble is, the problem is Ray it, it Lewis bites, is an all-time great player, and they're not right. Yeah. It bites them in the ass. Is the problem? Yeah, there it it's, is. How many times must you overcome a 15-yard penalty where you give the other team a first down? <laughs> yeah, you're tough and intimidating. Thank you. We'll take that first down. That'll give us another well, two the, minutes to eat off the clock. You the, morons. The play last night where they were trying to give the Chiefs a first down, jump off sides intentionally. Roquan Smith blows all he, up all Trey he Smith. Had to yeah. Reach across and touch him. Yep. No, but he but has instead, to. But instead, he yeah. has to try to light him up. Yeah. Now, intimidating. I, I did not really think that that should have been a personal foul, unnecessary roughness, whatever it was. I mean, I didn't. I, I thought the call yeah. might have been a little bit much. No, but you're but right. You, you opened yourself up to that by just not reaching across but, and touching him. And also, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt because that's how, yeah, you, play. That's how you play. You play that way. They're going to start so calling gonna it that way. It. You're exactly right. John Pennington called me a degenerate earlier. Yeah, well, Should we give him a degenerate yeah, play for the yeah, night? Yeah, degenerate a gambler. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, not just strictly a degenerate. Also, degenerate, that, degenerate also I qualified that. it. The upgrade. <laughs> the upgrade was needed there. Like first class flying. Let's go to Big 12 Hoops tonight for Riding with Ivans. When the underdogs are howling, he answers the call. It's Riding with Ivans on 99.1, the sports animal. Things are going and blowing here today at Rusty Wallace Honda. Y'all want to keep talking postseason football with John and Bob. We'll get back to that after the top of the hour. We'll go quickly here. It's a matchup tonight between how about a top four ranked Houston Cougars team over the weekend who a lot of people know that defense is consistently traveling with this program right now. The more and more we keep watching Houston basketball, the more we say, is this team in position to make another Final Four run. We will find out tonight after they have a showdown in conference against their neighbors just down the road in Austin and the Texas Longhorns. The question is, does defense travel to Austin like it has much of this season for the Houston Cougars? Those of you who haven't kept an eye, the Cougs this year, 6-14 and 14 to the over. So what do we look for every morning when we wake up? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, over adjustments. This line currently sits at an even 130. I understand defense travels, but I expect both these teams to have just enough to get us over our mark and help us kick off Monday the right way, which is a win and money in our pocket. It's short. It's sweet. It's the over adjustment for the first hoops game of the week. Give me the Cougs and the Horns tonight to go over 130 in Austin. More with John and Bob. The roundtable continues. Hour two of Tyler and Will's on the way. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. <laughs> I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.